Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Copulators Die First. Hi, Nick. Oh my goodness, hi, Ash. I feel like it's been a hot minute since we did an episode, but it's only been two weeks. Well, I mean, the world the world is burning. So The world is burning. But on the plus side, we have our wonderful witchy guest, Brina Garrett. Yes, we do. Say Evening hi, crew. How- Evening Yay! crew, how are you? <laughs> We are hanging. How are you? Uh, I am squirreled away in my little hermit dwelling, and I could not be happier. So I'm I'm good. That sounds like really quaint and lovely. Mm -hmm. And not like the world around you is burning and falling apart. I'm steadfastly ignoring that part for 15 minutes at a time. (laughs) That's all you can do, 15 minutes at a time. I mean, mm-hmm. so so here's here's what I'm going to say about hashtag Corona, who is she? Hashtag COVID-19. Hashtag uh, what my friends are calling hashtag Corona 19 sexy, which is like, we're all going to come out of this losing like 10 pounds, but we'll see what happens. Like, that's it's really like, hard. Uh, it's like that uh, hashtag hot girl summer, but it's like corona summertime it's like it's like hashtag corona 15 like when you're yeah. a freshman in college oh yeah jeez. Oh, <laughs> like so 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 here's here's what i've experienced thus far i am very very fortunate that my work life has not changed at all and um my entire being goes out to anybody that is like being impacted by this because we do have really good friends who work in the arts because we live in New York City and most of their jobs are only paying them until the end of March and then they are basically done until the world stops burning. Um, But I already basically work from home. So that wasn't really a big switch for me. However, I have gone to run errands a few times out of necessity And I have observed many alarming things, such as two homeless men who I know from the neighborhood Mm -hmm. who are, like, very nice. Like, they're nice guys, whatever. Full-on fist fighting in the McDonald's parking lot. What? I don't know what was going on with that. But then we have this big consignment shop conglomerate on Staten Island called Everything Goes. And there's like a furniture store and like a regular consignment shop. And then there's like specifically a clothing store and it's all run by this. I don't know. I think it's like a, I don't want to say cult, but they all, my interest. They, they all live in the same dwelling. It's like it, a habitat it- of some is kind. it like more like a commune than a cult, maybe? I, yeah, I, let's say commune, but I think there's like something else involved, but I don't know that much about it. But regardless, I saw a woman in the commune going between two stores that are close to our house, and she was carrying a infant in a cardboard box. And what? I was, <laughs> and I was like, "Are strollers are strollers dead now? Did COVID nineteen kill the strollers?" Um, so what a been, weird place Staten Island is. It's a, it's quite a weird place, and it's just been this like wave of everything's okay, and then like nothing's okay. Um, and my husband is also very much the extrovert of our relationship, so like. I'm pretty fine, but then when he has, like, a panic attack about being inside for so long, then I'm not fine, and then it's like, oh, my God, you have to stop this, and then we don't have enough food, da 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 and I'm like, Arthur, we have, like, 20 pounds of chicken in our freezer. Like, we, oh, you're way good. <laughs> like, I think we're fine. Like, calm down. So I just let him play um, Lego Marvel games all day. And, and then <laughs> you sat him down with his tablet. Like, no, 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 with the PlayStation. It's like the whole, the whole thing. Um, and you know, oh, like okay, he's in grad school, but um, his school shut down, so they're starting classes online next week. So he had this like random, completely uh, spontaneous semi vacation, and he doesn't know what to do with himself when he's not always moving so like it's very 
to us being here together in our abode and me trying to work like normal is just like hashtag not working. Um, so thanks, Corona. Who is she? Um, but yeah, so um, the world is different. But also, Ash, I would say this episode is going to be different. It's not one like we've ever done before. So thanks, Brie. But yeah, I'm super excited. Um, should we let Brie explain about herself why this will be a different episode? <laughs> Absolutely. Brie, this is your episode. Take the wheel. Jesus, oh, take boy. the wheel. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very dangerous thing to say to me, first of all. Um <laughs> Well, uh, all this uh, came about, I believe, when we were talking on social media about um, practical magic, because there was that meme going around, describe mm-hmm. yourself in three witches, and we we kind of started freaking out about, oh my god, practical magic in the aunties, and it, it's, it, it's cool, and then it was like, hey, we should chat about this, and I'm like, yes, yes, let's, let's do. Uh, so here we are. Uh, in the midst of the apocalypse to talk about a couple of fun movies from the 90s. And I'm really, really about it. I'm just so jazzed because we're not mm-hmm. talking about one of my favorite movies. We're talking about two. Oh, yes. So we've got Practical Magic and The Craft on deck today. It's going to yes. be wild. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a rager. Super witchy. Mm-hmm. Um, hot take. Um, <laughs> I well, there's going to be a lot of those. <laughs> well, I already told Ash this. I'm not the biggest fan of Practical Magic. That's okay. I'm not sure why, because you would look at the ingredients that make this film and think, yeah, Nick is a homosexual that grew up in the 90s. He should like this. <laughs> um, but and in while- that process, we'll, we'll unpack why you don't like it and try and correct that behavior. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely on board for the craft, as you as as you know. So, oh yes, the um, the the hot hot mess that is the craft. Oh boy. Uh, well, yeah, Nancy. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh Nancy. Nancy. Hashtag Nancy. Man, why oh, Nancy? Be like Nancy virus. Why is this the coronavirus? <sighs> oh, I, just, I can't. I just. <laughs> it makes me really sad that there's people in this country who are like flat out refusing to buy Corona beer because of the coronavirus. Like, that's not how this works, people. <laughs> it's apples and oranges, you big dummy. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Also, all Asians are not from China, and. Uh, Asian individuals who are here in America aren't in China, so they did not, quote-unquote, bring the virus here. And it's really sad that we have to explain this to people, but yeah, um, this is 2020. It's really Ooh, I, fa- I found my bitching point. Oh, good. If I, if I have to hear one more person, or I guess see one more person on social media, talk about how you shouldn't get Chinese takeaway right now because <sighs> coronavirus, I'm going to start a fight. <gasps> Blasphemy. Yes. Girl, girl yes. let me tell you something. We got Chinese food like three or four days ago and it was I'm delicious. So I'm yes, so damn it. Support local business. Yeah. That sounds so tasty. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Arthur and I started to go on like a bro bender. And when I say bro bender, I mean we order takeout and watch like comic book movies. I was going to say like wrestling. <laughs> nah, it's mostly just Marvel movies. Um, we're trying Sometimes to. Wrestling? No, I, well, I mean, yeah, there's, I guess there's wrestling in the Marvel movies. <laughs> um, men Sometimes wrestling. Sometimes wrestling. Clad outfits just like punching each other. Yeah, it was semi homoerotic themes. It's fine. Oh, um, don't get me started. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, we've decided to take advantage of this self-quarantine and like watch all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in order. Oh, chronological or release order? Um, I, I don't know. Arthur's in control of this because believe it or not, he's the bigger comic book nerd than I am. I believe uh, it, 100 yeah, I'm the larger nerd in all other aspects, but he loves his comic <laughs> books. And um, I mean, so do I. But he like knows all the things and he can explain the things to me when I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And 
blah 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 blah. So I think it's not in release order, but like the proposed chronological order. Sure. Um, but thank goodness we've made it through most of the Iron Man and Thor movies because some of those are um rough to get through just because they were the earlier on ones and they're not great also like natalie portman and thor like she made a paycheck that's all i have to say yeah Mm -hmm. thor thor one was great thor two not so much thor three mm, okay plus well i love ragnarok um i yeah it's not bad it's not my favorite but i mean it's it's it it has whiffs of the 80s with the colors and the music and uh, Thor's haircut in that movie makes him a like whole meal and not just a snack. And just a whole buffet. I have a really weird crush on the Hulk. Um, That's fine. <laughs> Arthur and I are processing that. <laughs> um, why are we talking? This this is not a Marvel comic universe movie podcast, but um, yeah. So so um, Nancy virus hashtag Nancy hashtag hot mess. Oh boy, yes. Yeah. Although that was lovely and a, an adorable peek into your lives. Uh, and I will agree with you, whole ass meal. Good lord. Oh my <clears> goodness. <throat> yeah. Yes. Um, Anywho. Anyhow. So, uh, which which one do we want to start with? Or do, do we just want to dive into the uh, witchy movies in the late 90s were an experience? Yeah, let's go. Let's go that direction, and we can just talk about um, the craft, and we could talk about practical magic and how they're great, and how they're <laughs> not great, and how they have influenced you in your witchydom. Oh boy, we're gonna be here a while. Um, a okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, both of the movies were actually super, super formative for me. I've I've been at this for a solid 15 years now it's 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 been a good long time and um when i was a when i was a babby witch when i was a wee one and still getting started uh still living at home uh i couldn't actually like practice or like do stuff at home because i was having uh sort of ideological conflicts with my mom who is uh who is very very strictly christian and was not okay with my new ideas at all uh we reconciled but you know for a while it was rough uh so i spent a lot of time uh in my best friend's basement hi jenna uh eating chinese food Mm. and watching practical magic just on loop while we read witchy books and we had more like early times memes about the craft than i care to remember so, yeah, this this is right in my wheelhouse. Practical Magic is so good because it's more than just, like, a spooky movie. Like, it has a love story element to it. And mm-hmm. I know you had mentioned that Practical Magic played into how you met your husband. Yes, actually, that's, uh, that's a great place to start if you, if you want. Um, yeah, let's start there. Okay. Uh, well, it does tie into a very famous scene... You know, in the very beginning of the movie, uh, the girls, uh, Sally and Jillian, they're walking around the greenhouse and Sally is um, picking flowers and petals from the various plants and listing off traits of, you know, this this uh, person that she wants to bring into her life. And it's this love spell that she's casting. And, and Jillian says, you know, I thought you didn't want to fall in love. And Sally says, so that's the point. The guy I made up doesn't exist. And if he doesn't exist, then I can't die of a broken heart. We all know how that turned out. Uh, Uh, Gut-wrenching is how it turned out on multiple levels. Yes. Yes, it did. But it was all all okay in the end, which is, you know, satisfying. But um, that scene had a very profound effect on me. Um. There's so many other witchy movies where love magic is presented as like, I'm going to make this particular person fall in love with me. See the craft, Sarah, you dumb bitch. Mm. And uh, I love that the Amos Veritas spell uh, doesn't involve overriding someone's free will, but instead attracts the person who's just right for you. And that stuck with me. And right about back, oh, what is it? 
eight years ago now, um, I ended up casting a spell that was very much like that. Um, I put together a whole ritual for it. I wrote down all the traits I wanted in a partner. Um, there, there was like a whole ass seven night procedure thing with candles and an incantation. It, it was involved. Um, so that was in uh, November. I think it was in that particular year. January the following year, I'm at a party and I read tarot for uh, a friend of mine, this guy I've, I've known for a few years. Uh, and it says, you've been thinking of so approaching someone, but you're worried there might be obstacles or that they don't want anything to do with you, but you should really go for it. There's something there. And I don't think anything of it. Uh, an hour later, we're on the dance floor and, oh my goodness, where did these sparks come from? Uh, we kiss. I try to blame it on the alcohol and then decide, no, let's, let's see where this goes. Uh, we dated long distance for about a year and then ended up moving in together. So this is all like well and good. I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm pushing 30. It's good to like have someone in my life where I think, yeah, this might be going somewhere. Uh, so at some point I went back and read over that list of traits that I had done, you know, for that spell. And I was like, holy shit, this is the guy. Like every single thing I had written down, he was like down to the minutia, down to the eye color. It was like, I, I was detailed. Cause I was like, you know what, if I'm casting a spell to get what I want, I'm going to get everything I want. So, yeah. And, like, I sat down and showed it to him because it was like, okay, let's, uh, let's not start a marriage with a kidnapping. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, you know, be honest about this. And he was just like, oh, yeah, my mom does magic all the time. This is kind of spooky, but it's also really cool. Uh, so, yeah, happy ending. We've been together seven years and married for three. So... Love magic absolutely does work, provided that it's done within the bounds of consent. What a and that's how I met guy. my husband. <laughs> it's like an episode of How I Met Your Mother, only spooky and wonderful. And like, you know, it fits into your narrative so perfectly. I love that. I know. I love it, too. It's it's a really like, you know, when, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I'd love to, you know, have a love story like you see in in movies or on television or stuff, but then you're like, no, those always kind of turn out like a little bit hokey or they, they don't come together. Well, you know, things go poorly or whatever, but you know, once I was in the midst of it and kind of looking back on it, it's like, nope, nope, this is, this is pretty cool. I'm very happy with it. And he's, he's a great guy. We we're writing this out together and I'm, I'm really glad he's here. I'm really glad he's in my life. I'm glad he's in your life and he's welcome on the podcast anytime he wants to talk about whatever scary movie he likes. Oh, that could be fun. He he likes all of the uh, uh, the Marvel stuff as well. I'm not sure he's that much of a horror guy. I'll have to ask him. Ooh, maybe him and Nick can have like a, a Marvel movie night and take over the pod. Ooh, that could be fun. I would listen to that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I would have to do some research because I'm just like, you know, oh, this one and that one. But, you know, I, li I like this one. That one's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I feel about Sandra Bullock in this movie. Yeah, she's, she's a handsome lady. I like her. Oh, I, I adore her. She's just lovely. Um, I've I haven't seen her in anything and been like, ew. And yeah. she just seems like kind of a cool person. She seems nice. She does. She seems nice. That's a good way of putting it. Do you do you think uh, um, Stalker Channing is nice in real life? I hope so. Oh gosh, I hope so. I hope <sighs> that she's like the coolest sort of auntie, you know, like Auntie Frances, where she's just like, yeah, gonna live my life and heck with the rules and going to take care of my family and just be the coolest auntie. I I know. She's like one of my favorite actresses <clears throat> of all time. And mm -hmm. like I'm super into her playing Auntie Frances. It's just so wholesome and like 
it's such a delicate balance between the two of them and they just like mesh so well like it's one of my favorite casts like put together mm-hmm. oh and i i absolutely adore diane weist just full stop she's been my favorite since like she was the mom in lost boys so yeah, oh, yeah that's true mm-hmm. she did have to mother Corey haim so you know that's a yeah handful. there's that that's very true like but auntie bridget auntie jet is like that's what i want to be when i grow up i foresee it happening for you <laughs> i feel like you're already on your way there nick what well, don't you li- yeah. nick, what don't you like about practical magic <clears throat> my goodness i don't know why i can't stop coughing because i know i'm 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 fine i'm healthy <laughs> i think it's um, a seasonal allergy because i've had a sniffle the last couple well, days yeah that's the other thing a lot of people are like oh my god i have it but like it's the no, worst don't. possible time for a pandemic to happen with a flu-like virus because also seasonal allergies so anywho mm-hmm. i don't necessarily have anything against this movie i guess for me it's just kind of boring oh maybe it's because you're not a girl (laughs) i mean i haven't like i the last time i watched this was when arthur and i were still dating so that means it's at least three years ago okay um but i just remember being like oh like you know picturesque massachusetts da 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 da. like i wish i lived there yeah Mm. I, i i certainly do wish that for my life um but I, maybe it was just like, I felt like Nicole Kidman and uh, Sandra Bullock's characters were too, like, stereo, like, they were so stereo, they were stereotypes, and they were also, like, vanilla at the same time, for me, specifically. Like, okay. And, like, this is not a, it's not a bad movie. Like, it is... Like, it's a movie that I would watch. It's just not, like, the first thing on my list. But, like, yeah, like, I'm just, like, you know, like, oh, there's some, like, fun spots in it. But I'm, like, meh. That's fair. I can understand that. Yeah, it just didn't do it for you. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I remember remember watching this on Sarah Graziano's couch one mm -hmm. of the first times that I, like, watched it. Like, actually was able to, like, pay attention to it. And we ate Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and it was, like, the perfect afternoon. So maybe that's why I love this movie so much. I, like, associate it with, like, a really good memory. Yeah, and I will say this as well. Like, um, my husband and his best friend, Jimmy, like, this is one of their top favorite movies of all time, which is why he was like, we have to watch it, da-da-da-da. But my husband and his best friend, Jimmy, have, like, been flaming feminists from the time they jumped from their mother's wombs. Oh, oh did wow. you say flaming homosexuals? And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's also true. That's also, also true. true. Um, but like I've I've always had a massive respect for women, but I don't think I was as much of a feminist as I am now when I first watched this. And looking back I think one of the reasons why they love this movie so much is that it's strong female leads in the 90s specifically with that specific aesthetic. But like also like it's true. also strong female supporting cast too because like right. they and had to basically summon a whole townspeople of like you know not even witchy women just Mm -hmm. women in general for like a common good yeah and like specifically within the witchy family like it's too i don't want to say they're not ingenues but they're like you know they're younger um and through strife they are learning to take control of their lives in a very powerful way and then they have these aunties that are like number one uh, gay icons but the number oh, yeah. two like kooky crazy like ridiculous dresses but also wearing chokers because it's the 90s and like you know dangly right. earrings and all the things so like that is 110 percent my husband's aesthetic and i don't think at the time when i watched this movie i was there yet you know what i mean right and not that i like changed myself to 
be you with expanded Arthur, yourself. Yeah. But I expanded myself. Also, I learned to have better taste. Um, also, if you're with somebody and you're not growing, you're not with the right person. I well, said it. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like, I do think, like, now if I watched it again, especially with Arthur, like, or with you, Ash, or, you know, or with you, Bray, or all together, like, who knows? <gasps> yes. I think Road I trip. definitely. <gasps> Which movie would, night? I would definitely appreciate it more than I did then, but I still think it's a little bit like Massachusetts vanilla ice cream. <laughs> it's like the grown-up version of like Hocus Pocus, and maybe right. that's it's, why you don't like it. <laughs> maybe that's because that's kind of what I was thinking. And like Bette Midler is larger than life, and like let's be honest, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, while they can be larger than life, are not larger than life in this movie. True. Um, and... It's all about the aunties, in my opinion. I said it. Well, right. <laughs> and, like, they're the comic relief. They're the strong backbone of this family. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I remember also having an issue and a feeling of just discomfort in general with the boyfriend and him being very violent. And maybe it was the evil spirit inside of him and not just him being an asshole. But, you know, just I, like don't don't come for nicole kidman i don't like that um i think it was just him being an asshole i don't think it had anything to do with uh well, right uh, yeah he's just and, an asshole and if that yes. is if that truly is the case then like mm, no no thanks like i don't know um no i totally understand that because i know you have like a hard line about like domestic violence against women i have a hard line against sexual violence against women so like I could totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but so and again, like I, I I always feel like I backstep a little bit on my opinions when we talk about movies that I don't like. But like I I will say like I think that I could use a revisit to this movie with like some brand new eyes. Yeah, I feel like you know the the eyes are certainly different than they were when they first viewed this film. Um, <laughs> But I still don't think I would enjoy it as much as Hocus Pocus or The Craft. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, Ooh. fair. If, yeah, if rom-com isn't, like, your thing, if something about it just didn't quite click for you, that's that's very personal. So, yeah. Um, how do you feel about the, like, juxtaposition of, like, The Craft versus Practical Magic? How does that work for you? Uh, well, I think it uh, it kind of illustrates two different, I'm not necessarily opposing, but certainly two different standpoints that people had on magic uh, at the time. Um, there's still this very like, okay, there's really only one way to do this and it's this particular way. But even then there's like shades to it. Um, I mentioned before, you know, there's there's the difference in how they approach love magic. Uh, there's the 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 difference in how they they treat each other, and there is a difference in how uh, magic is perceived by their wider communities. Um, you know, in, in in practical magic, it's it's very obvious that you know everybody kind of knows about it, and everyone outside of the family thinks it's weird, makes fun of them you know, ostracizes them for it. Uh, whereas in the craft, it looks like there's at least a small established community like in their area. Otherwise, how would, you know, the shop have been there for ages? It would have had to have been. Right. Um, so it, it, it sort of, uh, I think it illustrates a little bit uh, sort of the difference between how it was viewed in small towns versus big cities and how it, it caught on in, uh, urban areas first, um, which is not what you'd think, because you'd think it would just be, you know, you know, witchy folk like out in the woods, just kind of doing all this on the down low. But sometimes it's just easier to blend in where there's more people. I mean, that's true, too. Yeah. And I think I think for me, a, a major difference is, you know, like in the craft, it's very much like um witchcraft is cool witchcraft will gain you power and riches witchcraft is like punk in a cool way because we're teenagers and 
Um, it's like very in your face about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with practical magic, like it's this very treasured thing and there's like a, a love within this community and not just because they're family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a safe haven. And like, even though these two younger women are like trepidatious, well, at least Sandra Bullock's character is, um, to, to kind of delve into that side of themselves. Like, um, it's, it's more of like, like a little oasis from the world. And in the craft, it's like, we're here to fuck shit up and like Mm -hmm. take names. Actually, now that you mention it, that's another way that, uh, they view the, that they view witchcraft differently. Um, in, the craft witchcraft is a tool of rebellion whereas in practical magic the witchy lifestyle of the owens family is what's being rebelled against mm-hmm. in some ways I, I think that's kind of an interesting take yeah yeah um and i mean for me i mean i don't practice witchcraft myself but we do have like our old landlord and um and her brother and and sister like they they all practice paganism and and especially around like the christmas holidays and things like that like we i think as i've has have blah 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 I've, as i have said multiple times before in the podcast at least to ashley you know like we we really look forward to going to their yule festival and doing like the calling of the corners and you know the the, the solstice and things like that and um it, it it's it's really like a, a cool thing to be involved in that and see like the respect that their family has for you know like the earth itself and you know, like this kind of like refresh if you will with the seasons and such um and while some of that is seen in the craft i think that's probably more of like the practical magic version of paganism than than like the craft version of paganism because you know manon and all that (laughs) um (laughs) i think uh sorry i don't know um i think the uh the practical magic version is like you know we have this established, we move with the seasons, we sort of have like a routine. I mean, obviously they have that beautiful house, which is forever house goals. Oh my and, God, yeah. oh, and they have, you know, that lovely yard and all those, you know, the, the garden and everything. Um, it seems like they're very well established and this just isn't something they're exploring. It's very much a way of life. Whereas in the craft, it's obviously very exploratory and I think, like, even before uh, the movie begins, I have a feeling that uh, Nancy and her crew had, like, maybe only been at this for a year, maybe two, uh, before Sarah shows up. Because Totally, just... because they even mentioned that, like, they finally had their fourth piece of the puzzle, so they could yeah. call over the corners successfully. Yeah, so it seems like, yes, they've they've done some things. They've certainly, like started like getting into it but they haven't really gotten far into it because they haven't been able to um and also just some of the mindset that the group seems to have is is very uh i I don't want to say typical but i've i've seen a lot of it in some newer practitioners that i've talked to and i know that it was certainly true of me when i was uh when i was first starting out just, you know, not so much the uh, calling down of ancient gods or anything, but just sort of the, you know, well, if I have this and I know how to use it, why shouldn't I use it to get what I want? And, you know, why are people telling me to stop? That's very silly. And just, you know, your whole life becoming about it because it's a cool new thing. Yeah, and I'm, sh- I'm sure Nancy is like the extreme of that because ultimately... I would describe her path as destructive. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, 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 I mean, like, I'm sure you would agree that's definitely not the goal of. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. The, the goal 
in as much as I see it and as, as much as I explain it to, you know, folks who I've, you know, talked to about it and the, the, the people I've mentored, um, is it's witchcraft isn't supposed to be about like just gaining power or, you know, controlling everything in your life or, you know, being able to do fantastical things. Cause you know, this isn't, you know, charmed after all, we're not actually going to be throwing fireballs or anything. Um, you know, by and large, the most you're going to be able to do with any spell is just increase the chances that a given situation will turn out the way you want it to. But the larger goal of it, as far as I see, is to give yourself more confidence to, you know, increase self-actualization, uh, to, to gain knowledge and, you know, to discover new things and find a way of looking at the world that has meaning to you. Mm -hmm. Yes, all things which were likely originally the goals of some other organized religions, but let's mm -hmm. not let's not dive into that right now. Oh, we'll be uh, here for three more days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what yeah. quarantine is for. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All this self-reflection. And this is actually a great time if uh, if folks want to like read up on their craft things, you know, dive into that library, experiment with some spells, you know, make something. It's the perfect time for it. You're stuck at home. What else are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, you could rewatch these movies and reminisce with us. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to rewatch them this weekend. So oh, because I can never get enough of watching Practical Magic or The Craft. Maybe I could just like do a a twofer and double feature them yes with popcorn and snacks and the whole bit like yes. make a blanket fort yes the whole blanket fort especially since i'm currently working from home so like i have my whole office set up in my living room so Ooh. when i'm not using it i can totally uh blanket drape over those monitors i know such a fun time being an adult <laughs> what a time to be alive oh for real you know, we used to say that in a an excited way, and now it's just like, ugh, what a time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> unfortunate are, are, course of events. Ugh, what, uh, what a course of events. How unfortunate. Uh, what are your favorite parts of these movies, respectively? Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Um... Well, my, my favorite part, I think, of, of Practical Magic is, is the line uh, that uh, the detective delivers when they're when they're in the garden and she says you know you're only here uh because i wished for you because she's figured out that you know oh wait the guy i wrote about all those years ago does exist and oh no uh and he turns around and says you know uh curses only have power if you believe in them and i don't and you know what i wished for you too that always 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 gets me choked up i cannot quite explain why but it just, it hits me somewhere and just like right in the feels. Um, so it's I funny definitely how movies get you like that. that. Oh God, yes. And well, yeah, no, I think because you were talking about like self-actualization -act before and like, yes. like saying that out loud and just having that train of thought is very powerful mm -hmm. self-actualization, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I get yeah. that. And actually, my other favorite part of the movie is, you know, Sally and her self-actualization at the end when she, you know, is calling the phone tree and she says, you know, all those stories people are telling about me? Well, um, I'm a witch. Uh, and just, you know, far from everyone being like, ew, oh, my God, what is she doing? They're like, oh, what a fabulous affirmation. And it's like, yes. <laughs> it's so 90s, too. It's so 90s. And like, yeah. The Sally Jesse Raphael like oh era my God. of time <laughs> yes. where like so like women are like exploring themselves and it just reminds me of um Diane Weist in uh mm -hmm. Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Oh, when God. they're all having those like, you know, like the lady parties. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes. And um just just everything uh about practical magic just kind of hits me somewhere um i love the soundtrack of it and i wish that there 
I wish that more of the music was available, um, but it's really just like, you know, two little bits of orchestration, which is kind of disappointing, but that's the 90s for you. I'm shocked mm. that there's not like a, like a Spotify, Spotify, Spotify playlist somewhere. There probably is, but it's just for the, um, like the pop music that was in it. Uh, oh, Probably. And not for like the background music. And I'm like, oh, I want some of that because it was just so, so fun and, and kind of whimsical in a fun way. And I I want to be able to play that and hear it without, you know, the, the movie in the way. But, you know, it is what it is. That's true. Yeah. And then the craft. Oh, God. I think my favorite thing is just how hokey some of it is. And it's so hokey. And it's, like yeah. very, it's very like teenagery, like very. Oh God, angsty. yes, it is. It is. It's an hour and a half of just straight teenage angst with a pentacle attached. Mm. And I think honestly, that's one of my favorite things about it, um, and just how over the top some of it is, and just also the fact that I absolutely adore. Fairer is a bulk, and I think that her performance as Nancy was absolutely iconic, not only for you know the movie and for the time, but for sort of the 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 witchcraft aesthetic of the time. It was like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know what's right. the attraction to this? Nancy freaking Downs. That's what. Nancy freaking Downs, man. She mm-hmm. was like my teenage fantasy. Nancy Downs. Oh God, yes. Mm-hmm. And like as as really much crushed. as she as much <laughs> as she was like a very specific character, mm-hmm. like she is also a reflection of like every teenager in 1996. You know oh what I mean? God. Yes, we um, all knew a Nancy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just me. she's she's <laughs> she's certainly a heightened version. But um, and I just like I think another thing for me is like th- these are like opposite coast witches do you know what i mean like that like literally yeah the Mm -hmm. craft is so california in the 90s (laughs) and and like practical magic is like that very specific east coast like um like coast town cozy cottage type of place where i'm sure all of us want to live for the majority of our lives but who can afford it Mm -hmm. um so that there's there's that too and it, yeah it's just like like craft is basically clueless but with witchcraft oh my god i oh my never god, put right. that together you're a genius i just thought of that right <laughs> now so <laughs> oh wow like Ooh. yeah that's heavy <laughs> It's really heavy. That's the heavy. That that was that was a truth nugget. Just like bomb knowledge right now. Um, I mean, time to break out the wine. <laughs> that's hilarious to me because Clueless is one of my favorite non horror movies. Yes, absolutely. Um, and going back to soundtracks not being available for '90s movies, it hurts mm. my soul that the soundtracks for Sister Act and Sister Act Two are not available. <gasps> Blasphemy. Yes. Uh, Brie, you're going to want to check your Instagram DMs in about 30 seconds. Oh, God. What have you done? I found you the instrumental soundtrack you were looking for. (laughs) (gasps) I love you. And I love you. Yay. It was on YouTube. Oh, I'm going to have fun with this. It looks like a long playlist, so hopefully it's all there. Oh, good. I hope so. Oh, I hope it's all there. Oh, gumdrops. That sounds like a good time. I will be um, the happiest witch. I mean, that's the goal. Trying to make all of our witchy friends and non-witchy friends happy as possible. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Nicholas, what is your favorite part of the craft? Since it's been oh. like a year since we talked about it. Yeah, and I've watched it a couple more times since then because this is also another one of Arthur's favorite movie. Basically, any movie from the 90s with strong female leads is Arthur's favorite movie. He should just um, have his own podcast called Strong Female Leads. Oh <laughs> my god. So number one, that's perfection. But number two, he and his friend Stephen from uh, from college, they do want to do a podcast called um, Sophomore Slump. 
No, I think mine's better. (laughs) Well, no, but so it would be a breakdown of the second album for One Hit Wonders from the '90s. Oh, that's fair. Ooh. Um, but strong female lead—that is intriguing. You know. Bree, I did hear through the grapevine that you were also thinking about doing a witchy podcast. Is that accurate? That is, in fact, accurate. Yes. Do you have a name for it yet? Sort of. Uh, I, tol- the... I totally thought of one. So <laughs> uh, the working title is The Grove Daughters Glen. I may change it up because uh, I had someone uh, mention to me that the uh, titles of my books are just a little bit gendered and i was like oh shoot you're absolutely right you know they are self-referential but i want to have something where it's like people feel more included so yeah so it's it's a work in progress right now um i've started putting episodes together uh just in so much as like doing research for it and things um it's it's a ways off but i mean i've got a week and a half still to do nothing but work on my projects. So mm. we'll have to see. Well, you heard it here first folks and I will surely listen because yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, my favorite part of the craft. Um, oh. um, I think for me, it has to be post Manon Nancy. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Um, I think specifically her tirade at the party when she kind of quote unquote accidentally makes the guy fall out of the window. I mean, it's Skeetle, Rich. Something bad is going to happen to him no matter what he's in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so, so, and she's like getting so worked up and she starts to float and her hair has so many secrets in it and it's just perfection. (sighs) So voluminous. Yeah. Um, that's the most 90s thing about that movie. It's so mm-hmm. 90s. And and like I I feel bad because then it's like her downfall immediately happens and you know like there's this whole like mean girls thing going on with Nancy and the other two um and it's like you don't deserve this Sarah like sorry about it. Um <laughs> um I think also just for the, like the effects part of it i think my other favorite part is when um sarah does the glamour on her hair oh yeah oh god <laughs> oh with the wig the yeah. bad wig yeah mm-hmm. and and the and the bad 90s cg color change oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but i think like for me like and maybe this is a hot take i'm not sure if it's a hot take or not but like the whole last like 20 minutes of the movie when they're in sarah's house and there's like all the bugs all the snakes all the things um <laughs> i feel like it's such an attack on the senses that i'm like i could do without it you know oh no that makes sense it's like a sensory overload yeah yeah, yeah. um and i do understand there has to be this culmination of like good witch versus bad witch and all this stuff but um mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's much, you know, um, but I mean, like, ultimately, what is my favorite part of this movie? The whole thing. Cause it's nineties extra through and through. So. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite part of practical magic is when Jillian is having her formal exorcism and there's that strong female energy occurring. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite part of the craft. Oh, that's so fucking hard. I don't know. Do I, I the whole thing, obviously. But yeah. oh man. Probably probably <sighs> the end when they're like, mm, sorry, we were a bitch to you. And Sarah's like, you better just <laughs> fucking keep on walking. Like you yeah, go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Um that was perfection. Be- Anytime they're walking and their foursome line with wind is great, you know. Um, uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board is great. Like it's all pretty great. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. I totally forgot about. Totally forgot about it. And then they drop yeah. her. Yeah. And then they drop her, and it's like, <laughs> hee 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 hee. We're just like having a sleepover, and we're girls, but like, we're not doing regular. <laughs> getting high in here. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, and boy, like, I 
actually I actually also really love the uh the the bathroom scene like after uh you know Nancy kind of loses it and Sarah does the binding on her or tries to yes. and then they confront her in the bathroom because some some part of that is so just essence of high school mm-hmm. like girl group politics bullshit um you know you know oh if you're gonna leave our group you may want to leave the school or the town or the planet and it's like who has control over that really and it's just it's so it's so melodramatic and it just strikes me as you know yes it's funny in retrospect but when you're that age that's life and death even when there's not magic involved and there is something very real about that scene uh oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. plus i actually had someone throw nancy's betrayal line at me once (gasps) oh yeah how dare they completely unironically looked me dead in the eye and said you know in the olden days if a witch betrayed her coven they would kill her (laughs) over a personal disagreement that had nothing to do with witchcraft. That's a very specific reference to break out. When... Oh, God. It, <laughs> ugh. We, we weren't even in a coven. We'd sat circle together a few times, but that was it. There were no vows, no oaths, nothing. There were no secrets that we could have told other people. But she'd started to mentor me for like a hot second. So I guess she felt entitled, but whenever she was nuts. Did you then in turn pull a mean girl and tell her you can't sit circle with us? <laughs> no, but I stopped sitting circle with them. Good. Took the high road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> here's the tea sip. Uh, she sort of lost all her friends shortly thereafter because she kind of had a meltdown and not in the... Like, oh, gosh, this is a, a product of, you know, stress or mental illness. And, and we, we totally understand. You just need to, like, get yourself together. Uh, no, no, she she had a meltdown and, and was very cruel to some people. And thereafter, everyone just kind of stopped talking to her. So it was so like she's basically the real life Nancy Downs, mm. you know, in a way you're not wrong. What a bitch. Yeah. I'm a bitch. <sighs> mm hmm. Brie, what would you give these two films, respectively, their pumpkin ratings? Mm, how many pumpkins are we looking at here? Up to five. Up to five. Oh, gosh. Well, I have to give Practical Magic a five pumpkins out of five. All of them grinning little jack-o'-lanterns with a little maple leaf on top because it's like my favorite movie of all time. Yes. Um, and just, of course, you know, it's how I met my husband and it was just such a big nostalgia trip for me and a big part of my young witchy self's life so yeah five out of five uh the craft i have to give like a three and a half out of five because nostalgia even though it's a hot mess that's fair it's still it's still a favorite but there's parts of it i just look at and i go oh no please stop right right nicholas what would you give pumpkin ratings I mean, oh, so I'm going to start with the craft. Um, okay. And I just mean, uh, oh, the Nev Campbell of it all. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, the Nevery. Um, oh, God, yes. The Nevery. Um, I feel like when we did our episode on the craft specifically, I gave this a five out of five. I think so, too. I think we gave it a perfect score. And I'm pretty sure I'm standing tall on that because it's a perfect gay movie i agree i agree it is magic yeah it's like the campiest of the camp like (laughs) and like if peaches christ is making a stage show out of it i guess we're taking i guess we're taking you know i guess we're gonna take a trip huh yeah i wish that we could go to san francisco and and see peaches christ version of the craft but anyway um that sounds glorious that would be wonderful i'm sure (laughs) Um, also, Honey Mahogany just got uh, voted into office in, in San Francisco. Yes! Speaking of nice. drag queens. Snaps for her. Um, also, I I don't know if she's trans, but she's definitely at least gender non-binary. So she did run as a female presenting person. <gasps> yes! 
Um, but it is it is San Francisco. So, but still very much a wonderful that's, thing that happened. So congratulations. That's also very progressive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. congratulations, Honey Mahogany. Um, she grew up there, you know, like, so I'm sure she'll do good things for San Francisco. But regardless, um, I mean, Practical Magic, like, I'm going to give Practical Magic, like, a 3.5 out of 5 because... I 110% understand the significance of it um, in the gay landscape um, for my husband, um, for anyone. Um, But I just like, it's, it's a little bit vanilla for me specifically. I think I love really dark things because um, I'm Nick Charles and that's the way I am. Um, And I also, this is me saying 3.5 now, but I also haven't watched this movie in a while. So it might not always be a 3.5. We'll, we'll, we'll have to, um, we'll have to readdress that at some point in time. And Lord knows we have time for that now since we're all housebound. But, um, so yeah, that, that, that's my answer. I will give, I will give each respectively five pumpkins. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, they're like two of my favorite movies on different ends of the spectrum, so. Yeah. I got it. 100. Yay. Yeah. Bree, thank you for coming. Do you want to plug your Instagram and where everybody can find you and purchase your books? Oh, absolutely. Just uh, as soon as my cat gets away from the microphone, off you go. No, ahead. leave him there. <laughs> Is it my well, favorite he... chubby orange boy? Yes, it is. It was Little Havoc saying hello to you. Oh, I love him. He's so cute. He is. He came up and gave the microphone to Sniffin, so he's oh. saying hello to the to the crew and to all your listeners out there. He sends you a big sniff and a head bonk and says, we're going to get through this. Oh, yes, what a sweet are. baby. He is the goodest of boys. All right, so uh, you can find me under my author name, Brie Nagarin, that's N-I-C-G-A-R-R-A-N, uh, pretty much anywhere. You can find me uh, by that name on Twitter, Instagram, WordPress, YouTube, uh, also over on Redbubble. And I do have a Patreon. If you have a dollar to spare every month, uh, you can get cool sneak previews of all the cool stuff I'm working on and occasionally fun little patron extras. Um, All of my books, and I do have three titles currently available. uh, They are out on Amazon right now. And, uh, not sure when this episode is coming out, but through April 1st or whenever the quarantine lifts here in Virginia, where I am, um, all of my ebooks are discounted because I know we all need something to do while we're inside. So, yeah, you can go and check that out. And I love getting messages. I love it when people say hi. So please say hi. Please say hi. Bree is one of the nicest people I've ever met on the Internet. And that's not a joke. And that's not me being a kiss ass. It's legitimately the truth. Aw, thank you. You guys are awesome. Hey, I've Ryan. had the most fun. This this was really cool. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime. Of course. Anytime. Nicholas, do you want to plug our pod? Oh, sure. So um, you can find us on Instagram at Copulators Die First Pod. You can find us on Twitter at CDF Pod. Um, slide into our DMs. Let us know how you're feeling, how you're surviving what's going on um especially right now like we have a little bit more time to do stuff so you know if there's a movie that you're burning to hear our opinions on let us know and maybe we can do a special episode no promises because we're all busy with work ish kind of but regardless um also, you can email us at copulatorsdiefirstpodcast at gmail.com. That's copulatorsdiefirstpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find our sister podcast, Paranormal Pansies, on Instagram at Paranormal Pansies Pod. Yay! You Yay. can find me at gory underscore Feldman. And in my bio, you can find links to my other shows. Woo! Woo! Bree, do you want to give our sign off? Oh gosh. I'm worried I wouldn't do it right. You guys go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Keep on creeping on pumpkins and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.